0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody, boogie, puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie buffer tonight. Let's go For joining us once again on another edition of the Daily boogie podcast. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It is Monday night. It is election week. Oh man, we're gonna have some fun. I've been looking I've been looking forward to this for four years. <laughs> I'm just about ready to pop right now. I can't even tell you. Thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on DLive. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. Thank you so much. Coffee Talk with Sandra, thank you for joining us. Follow Coffee Talk with Sandra at dlive.tv slash coffee talk with Sandra. Oh, yeah. So much to get through and so little time. Winning TV with the diamond. DLive.TV slash Winning TV. Let's get the pre A party started. Don't, trust me. Trust me. I, I I am so tempted to do a slow build for you tonight, but I, I just can't. <laughs> the, the stuff I have is just too good. It's too much fun. We have too much to get through. Uh, just a quick plug. Just let me go through the shtick, the spiel, the routine. Uh if you'd like to become a full-time supporter Ring of the show, the then please by all means. And get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub Movie Time Blues. Uh Goofy Ring boots. Ring the bell thank and you get your sub. cheese, man. Thank you so much. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, of course. If you'd like to join in the fun, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know where to start tonight. Um, I'll tell you what, the pretty much the whole show, right? The, the whole show that I have for you tonight. Coffee talk, Sandra with the diamond. Cheers to the boogie. Well, cheers to you too. And cheers to the great nation of boogie Stan. Coffee talk, Sandra with the diamond. What is with the voice? I don't know. Is there something wrong with my voice? Is it different? Have I changed? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe the microphone settings. I'm not sure. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the, the diamond from, Gypsy? the bell and get your
1: cheese, man.
0: Stealing subs and diamonds. Coffee Talk with Sandra. two-month sub streak. Thank you so much. Um, so hang on, let me let me try this. Is that is that better? Okay, maybe that's a little bit better. All right. So here's the thing. I have this whole show planned out tonight, mapped out tonight, covering the media, uh, election media specifically. I have one item that's not media related. Now, I can either do it right at the end or right at the beginning. You decide. Which way do you want to do this? Because here in the nation of Boogie Stand, we believe in giving our citizens every now and then a small say in how they want their country to be governed but nothing that's going to be too serious so i'll leave it up to you do you want us to do the non media thing first or last it's up to you i'll give i'll give you a second I'm, it's a snap poll so one in the chat for thank you for thank you for coming,
1: coming. i'll
2: see, see you
0: on L. L. press 1 in the chat if you want us to do the media the non media thing thing first. Press two in the chat if you want, it, want us to do it last.
1: Okay. okay. The two
0: started off strong. Now we're seeing some ones. Okay. It, it's looking like the ones. The ones coming through. When I think about the way we used to be. Okay. So let's... I tell you what, we'll do one first. We'll do one. So here's a fun little story for you. You might enjoy this or not. When you start doing a podcast and you sign up to all of these different podcast platforms, you start getting like random emails from little companies. I think most a lot of people in India (laughs) who run like little internet operations and... You know, you'll get these random emails and says, hey, congratulations on the podcast. You're doing a great job. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Not like voting can be trusted anyway. We'll get to all that. Lady Thor with a diamond. Asking for prayer. Fighting the chemo sucks. Yeah, don't. Fuck cancer, Lady Thor. Fuck cancer. Uh, press F in the chat for Lady Thor's cancer. We want it to die. Not her. We want the cancer to die. Uh, Kevin Gallego with the Diamond yo will yo to you too. So you you get these little emails right from people who are running like little Fiverr operations and stuff and it will be like hello my name hello my name is Asinda and I am a big fan of your show. Right? Thank you for the Diamond Coffee talk with Sandra. So you'll get these little random emails from people and they say I'm a big fan of your show congratulations your show does wonderful things. Uh, I have expertise in this particular area and I would like to help you make your show go to the next level. Uh, Just pay me X amount. Like just sign this contract and I will pretend to do work for you uh, for this you know, modest amount of money. That becomes a regular thing. You get emails, you get text messages, like constantly, constantly, constantly. And I got one the other day from something a little bit different. I got one from a transcribing service. So, you know, people who listen to the show and, you know, either they type it out or they have some kind of program that types it out. And so you can get your podcast in text form. And I actually thought, because I would never normally click on one of these links, right? And I thought to myself, well, you know what? I wouldn't mind having a text form of a podcast, like underneath every podcast so people can read the manuscript, so to speak. So I thought, you know what? Cause they were offering one free reading. One free reading. So so I clicked on this link and I thought, okay, I'll I want my free reading. And I sent off a podcast to them and they sent back the results last week. They sent back their transcription of the show. And here it is. <laughs> Major Tom with the diamond. Follow Major Tom, the big empty, ladies and gentlemen, with zeros for o's, because everything in your life is that difficult. If I had a transcriber, he'd leap off a bridge. You may want to leap off a bridge when you see the quality of this work. So so heres I thought it might be fun to redo the intro from this particular episode but actually reading the words that the transcriber sent me back, okay? So here's a quick example of what I sent to them. I'll play the thing. If it'll play. Hang on, I think I might have to rebump it to get the audio file to load again, which is fine. It's fine. It's not inconvenient at all. That's fantastic. Okay, here we go. So here's the episode that I sent to them, alright
1: <laughs> No one's going to tell
0: me how I'm going to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's going to tell me how I'm going to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie Come on everybody boogie tonight. Whoa. Okay, usual intro <laughs> Holy shit <laughs> Holy shit Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond With the, oh, pardon me, with the Ninja Genie. Where did you steal the Ninja Genie, Gypsy? Where did you steal the Ninja Genie? Says fuck cancer Couldn't agree more. Fuck cancer, indeed. Now I can't pause the thing. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's very generous of you. All right, so it's my usual standard intro, okay? So how about we do this? How about I read what the transcription says they think that I said to the intro of the song? What do you think? How about this? So let's let's try this because I'm sure it's going to be great. Okay. Now, you have to understand, so I don't have the end of the intro song, the Irrational Time song. Never, Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy in the chat saying, sorry, never apologize for giving me money. That much I can assure you. You never have to do that. <laughs> I promise. I won't even ask where it came from. If you don't ask me what I'm spending it on, I won't ask where it came from. How's that for a deal? So, so you ha- I don't have the end of... The like the Irrational Times song, like handy on me. I should have thought about this more. But where Irrational Times is singing, no one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Here's a little taste for you. The transcription server says tell me how good it was going to tell me how I'm going to come on everybody. I'm not joking. Tell me how good it was, telling me how I'm gonna come on everybody. And it was going to tell me how to get, get it. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whoever you are aware of. <laughs> tell me how good it was. Tell me how I'm going to come on everybody. I mean, I'll take it. It's close. So how about we do the rest of the intro? What they actually wrote, all right? So here we go. I'm going to do my best to keep up with the with the reading but it doesn't make any sense when you read it so it's gonna to be tough to actually read it but we'll do it we'll try we'll have a crack anyway all right hello good morning good afternoon good evening whoever you are aware of it it's Wednesday night and you are aligned with another edition of the day. The Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight, recommended drink as cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack snack plan grand of no-name crackers. This is the official wide and track has brought it up. (laughs) And (laughs) this next part kills me because they actually write right here on daily and then put inaudible. (laughs) I mean, it's literally the name of the fucking podcast. It's the only thing that you couldn't fuck up in the transcription. The Daily, here on the Daily, what's it called again? The Daily Woogie? The Shuggy? The Loogie? I don't know. Just put down inaudible. We, we can't tell. We don't know what it is. Here on the Daily inaudible. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again on this brand new Floating Tops I see. Here at the Daily Boogie, here at the Daily Boogie, we believe in keeping things interesting. That's why a major inconvenience to our audience will we will be spun is something that they really like near floating time slot will the Daily Boogie pod pass begin. Nobody knows. Oh, that's what's so fun about it. It's like a mystery. It's like an Easter egg hunt every time we live. They've turned me into a street guy. We live here on the Daily Boogie. Exactly. It's a feature, not a bug. Here we are now, though. So that's the right thing. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, I don't know why. They don't know why you would. Why would you endorse this level of unprofessionalism? But just say that you're a Sikh and bitter. (laughs) A Sikh as in the religion? (laughs) (laughs) Just say that you're a Sikh and bitter. Lonely old spinster with nothing to speak, no no grandchildren to speak, have no money to give you a no children to give you a body to say if you just got this money just piling up and gathering. Yeah. So there you go. That is, that is the transcribed version of the Daily Boogie podcast right there. So, of course, I signed up instantly to their service <laughs> because it was of such a high quality that I absolutely must... And now I feel like I should put these as the official transcriptions under every episode just for my own amusement. What's what's this? Come on, everybody. I have to, I have to listen to this. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always answer emails that you get, ladies and gentlemen. Always answer emails from people who are promising to take your show to the next level. It's worth it. Arnold Nicotina with the diamond. I've seemed to come down with the boogie. Send help. You're on your own. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. You do the best you can. We'll support you in spirit. Hopes and prayers. All right, let's get to the first item tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the diamond, by the way. On this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, this is an absolute ripper. They remember the heartbreak of 2016. And they don't want to spend this election night alone. Yeah, they remember. They remember how they felt. You know. You know. I just remember twenty sixteen, and it was like so intense. And I, I just don't. I don't want to be alone right now. <laughs> the the fearless. The fearless, the fearless patriots standing up to the fascist tyrant. The fearless patriots standing up to the people who want to destroy democracy. Hold me. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) They don't want to be alone. In 2016, Marklin Lewis made what seemed like good election night plans. She'd worked with Hillary Clinton's campaign and helped helped plan a big watch party at a bar in Virginia Beach. She bought a hot date. Everyone was buoyed by Virginia going blue. But once the battleground states like Ohio and Florida were called for Trump, the tequila came out and the energy in the room took a nosedive. I don't know. I I tend to think tequila lifts the energy in a room, don't you? I mean, you have to be really depressed for tequila to take it, you know, down a level. It must have been bad. It must have been awful. I feel for these people. It was a really bad way to spend the night, she recalled. It was a whole spectacle. She remembers leaving around midnight feeling stunned and numb. Not stunning and brave, stunned and numb. Oh, the pain, the pain! I mean, I can't even imagine what it must have been like to invest so emotionally into a particular result and then have your dreams shattered. How awful. When considering how to spend Tuesday's final hours, Louis thought about how she might feel if Joe Biden doesn't emerge victorious by bedtime. <clears throat> and I quote, my activism is really a raw part of me and only people who are truly invested in me will understand, says Louis 29, who lives in Mount Rania and is still at works in liberal politics. Well, good for her. Good for her. Lou Ferrigno in the chat, I got my boogie stand flag and it came out great. Congratulations. Another another happy patriot with their boogie stand flag. I don't know if you saw I tweeted out, somebody sent me a picture of their boogie stand flag hanging from the back of their truck. <laughs> you absolute madman. I know you're in the chat. Don't get, don't get shot for, for boogie stand. We need you later on and then we'll shoot you ourselves. So she and her three closest friends who are also politically active are taking tests for the coronavirus. If everyone is healthy, they'll gather at, gather at one woman's home to work, play drinking games and find out who wins or fall apart isn't if there isn't an answer, or oh, I'd be making preparations. I'd be making preparations. You know, I'm not the biggest rap on the corporate press, but I can tell you after playing the clips on this show, after watching the clips on this show, you know, and illustrating and and you know, hearing through the narrative breaking away all the noise looking at the subtext they have been soft programming the population to not expect a result for at least three months i mean we played the clip on this show of mark zuckerberg saying it is our job to educate the public so they know not to expect an election result for weeks so if your plan is to sit up with the girlfriends playing playing drinking games, drinking tequila, not the tequila again, please, Louis. Please. You know what happened last time. You cried about Hillary Clinton and then you went home with that Republican, didn't you? Because you hate yourself. You do, don't you? So much of this stems from sexual anxiety. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, it sounds good. Why? They can print whatever they want. Why can't I say that? Fuck them. If everyone is healthy, they'll gather at one woman's home to work, play drinking games, and find out who wins or fall apart if there isn't an answer. Louis is confident her besties will bolster her through the tears. Well, that's what besties are for. No matter what kind, something she wouldn't expect any of the men she's casually dating, <laughs> any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't expect one of my many lovers to invest in me that emotionally I've got it here's the hot tip do you think the men in your life struggle to invest in you emotionally because they know that you're fucking all the other men (laughs) none of the men I'm casually dating would ever care this much about how I feel on election night correct they just want to have sex with you and that's it All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ask a Democrat, the article continues. Ask a Democrat where they were on Election Day 2016 and the memories still sting. Pacing their apartment, going to bed, hoping for brighter results in the morning, sobbing in front of their co-workers. Sobbing in front of their co-workers. Come on now. Not everybody works for Google. Imagine working at like a 24-hour Target store, crying in the underwear aisle because Hillary Clinton lost. I mean, that's that's enough to make you want to go out and whore yourself out on the street, I, I would imagine. Just the thought of that, the memory of that. Fuck that. Sobbing in front of their co-workers. Driving across state lines to hug their parents. Well, thankfully, coronavirus has put an end to that disgusting practice. Thankfully, finally. Four years, countless news alerts, and one pandemic later, many hoping for a Biden victory are determined to prepare themselves. They've been working on themselves emotionally, you see, ladies and gentlemen. So this will never, ever happen again. (laughs) I got a serious question. How do you live? (laughs) Honestly. How how do you survive in this world? I'm I'm not trying to sound harsh, but Jesus Christ, man. How, How do you even, like, get up and function? How do you remember to breathe? It must be agonizing to be you. Torture. You've you've been emotionally preparing yourself because four years ago you cried too much in front of your co-workers. Jesus Christ. Wait, I don't I I couldn't vote to validate that, you know what I mean? <laughs> if that's what it's about. And I'm not saying it is, but goddamn Once they voted, they have contingency plans for how they'll handle the devastation, joy, or chaos that could follow November 3. They just suck the fun out of everything, don't they? Whether it's getting angry about Barbie being too sexist or whatever the fuck it is, JK Rowling's transphobic for some reason, who who knows what fucking one week to the next the problem's going to be. But they've been planning for four years how to emotionally handle the devastation of a Joe Biden loss. It's just... ah, oh, Nobody wants to hang out with that person. Just live. Let, let go. Learn to let go. Along with weddings and birthday bashes, election celebrations, or commiserations, are another American tradition that's being downsized this year. But with social... All jokes aside, remember I said that a couple of weeks ago. Here's, here's my not-so-bold you know, election prediction. They've learned from 2016. They're obviously, after this article, they've been studying it for four years. But they've learned after 2016, you're not going to have the wonderful footage of people, you know, bawling their eyes out in a big room. Oh, my God, it's awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. There, there will be no, like, you know, balloon drops. There will be no, you know, occasions for big gatherings and stuff. They will... The media has essentially created either through, you know, happenstance or through programming. They've essentially created a situation where the 2020 election will be historically, uh, you know, it won't be recorded historically in the same way that previous ones were. You know what I mean? Like they're going to take that away from him if he wins. But Trump, I mean, they're going to take that away. So, well, at least not everybody was recording. You know what I mean? It's petty. But with social distancing entering its eighth month, those who live alone, representing 28% of US households, according to a 2019 census data, have already endured so much solitude. Rachel Narins, a cookbook writer in her 40s who lives alone in Los Angeles, life's going well. Hey, plenty of time to cook. I would much rather read a cookbook written by somebody who's, you know, a spinster, who's, who's barren ovaries, uh, can no longer reproduce and therefore all she has time to do is sit in her you know, horrible apartment in Los Angeles and write cookbooks because I imagine she cooks a lot I would, I would much rather read a cookbook by that person than somebody who has kids and stuff because really, how much time can you devote to the kitchen when you have kids you know you, you're not cooking five star meals every time there's a sit down meal eventually those kids are getting peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich Everybody can do that. She says, This is a particularly challenging night. It's challenging. Adding that she's still upset from 2016. Still upset from 2016. Still. Still. That's a long four years, isn't it? She's still upset by 2016. She'll cope by logging on to Zoom with some girlfriends, trying to stay off Twitter... And making Jill Biden's chicken parmesan with Maddie Ginsburg lime souffle. What a night. <laughs> sounds like an action-packed night, doesn't it? <clears throat> they know how to celebrate. <laughs> October to February is also known is already known as cuffing season, when a regular Netflix and chill buddy seems more desirable than keeping your options open. It's <laughs> I can't. So ridiculous These people are so ridiculous to me I'm sorry I know it's like a bit light-hearted And it's a bit tongue-in-cheek But it's really just garbage It's hot garbage All of it <clears throat> We haven't even started yet I'm on the first item I have for you tonight We're, we're a quarter of the way into the show Brent Parker, 26, who runs social media for an environmental advocacy organisation in Washington, went through a breakup in May. While he's active on dating apps, none of his connections are election night serious. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I mean, I I like her and everything, dude, but, you know, I'm not going to bring her over on election night. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not that committed here. It's not election night, serious. Wow. (laughs) There's a whole new rating of of relationships now that I wasn't aware of. Thank fuck. God. Fucking miserable life. This year, for singles like him, finding a companion for November 3... Maybe that's why you're single, because you're asking... you're, You're trying to figure out which girl would be best to invite over for the election. That's probably why you aren't getting laid. Every guy knows the politics talk is one that has to be slowly massaged over the period of of at least a decade. (laughs) You don't just jump right into the politics. You slowly manipulate your woman into believing the same things you believe over a period of time. (laughs) You can't go out looking for your exact match politically on the first night. You'll be single for the rest of your life. It just doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. This is how you do it like a pro. You meet a girl who believes what it... She can believe whatever the hell she wants to believe politically. That doesn't matter. Your first objective is to get in her pants. And then once you've got that, you need to get in her pants regularly for the foreseeable future. And then once you've got that, then you start to slowly introduce the political ideas. But you don't sacrifice the pussy before you get there. What are you, an idiot? What are you, gay, bro? Come on. (laughs) Use your head, not the one on your shoulders. Idiots. This year, for singles like him, finding a companion for November 3 might be a bigger deal than having someone to kiss on New Year's Eve. It's less about the showy trappings of romance and more about having someone who can pull you out of an exit poll purgatory. When you combine the last four years and COVID on top of that, it's a profoundly lonef- lonely and stressful time. He wishes that he had someone to keep his nerves in check. Ideally a deep connection, he says. Not just someone to sleep with because that's not going to numb the political pain. Listen to this. Listen to this garbage. <laughs> that sentence again. That rationale again. He wishes he had somebody who could keep him and his nerves in check. Ideally, a deep connection. He says, "Quote, not just someone to sleep with, because that's not going to numb the political pain." Oh. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds Gypsy in the chat. These people are walking memes. <laughs> I can't disagree. <clears throat> Listen to this. I'm the kind of guy ga- I'm 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 the kind of guy that that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm not saying anything. That was that was legitimately an accident. I'm the kind of guy who paces back and forth. At the very least, it'd be nice to date someone who'd be like that. But then how would you ever stop for sex if you're always walking around, bro? If you're always walking around the rest of the time. How would you ever get her in a sack? I, we know that's not a priority. You'd rather have a deep connection that you can share the pain of politics with. But, you know, you are got to do your best. Having a good relationship helps us cope with every problem in life. What if the problem is your relationship? What do you do then, smart guy? And right now, a big problem a lot of us have is anxiety due to uncertainty. <laughs> yes. Voice of Reason with the diamond. Thank you so much. Deep despair and agony on me. I feel your pain. Well, <laughs> Like I said, this is gold, this. And I, I cannot help, like, my nipples are getting hard thinking about the pain <laughs> that, that these people describe. <laughs> I can't help it. I cannot help it. I must, I must go, I must continue. I need more. <laughs> this is bringing me so much happiness. <laughs> Having a good relationship helps us cope with every problem in life. And right now, a big problem a lot of us has, have is anxiety due to uncertainty, says Joanna Welch, author of Love Factually, an expert for uh, paired an app to help couples strengthen their bonds. In normal times, Welch notes, humans would ideally get four to six hugs a day. This, this, this is politics on the progressive female left, ladies and gentlemen. This is how it works. Okay, are you ready? In- <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I know this means a lot to you. I, re- I know. This is really important. I know you really believe in this stuff. Be serious. Come on. This is serious. In normal times... Welch notes humans would ideally get four to six hugs a day meanwhile many of us are living through zero hug days weeks or even months and that lack of touch can make it even harder to cope with a tense situation so here's what I propose ladies and gentlemen If you have somebody in your life, if you know somebody who remembers the heartbreak of 2016 and they don't want to spend this election night alone, do this for me. Give them a hug. Give them a hug and tell them that you understand their pain. Tell them that you want to share their pain with them while you're giving them a hug. And if the person you're hugging is a female, they'll probably have sex with you. Because by the sound of this... They're kind of desperate. So, fantastic stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's jump to this. I only chucked this on through, like, you know, in passing earlier. Uh, this is footage from a Biden campaign rally earlier today in Pennsylvania, and I only like was flicking past videos, and I watched like the first twenty seconds of it, and I noticed something, and I thought, ah, eh, you know what? We can talk about that on the show. So have a have a watch have a watch of this and tell me what you think, okay?
4: Middle class <laughs> unions built the middle class. That's a fact. That is a f- natural fact. Look, I see the world from Scranton. I see the world from working class towns.
0: Now you've got to be quick. And you may think that this is a little autistic. It's not technically a gaff. Somebody in the chat said, "Is it another gaff?" Not really. But it's a sign. It's Look, I'm pretty good at this kind of thing. You might think that this is all bullshit, but I'm not bad at this kind of thing. I've seen people lose money and stuff. <laughs> Been able to see, you know, exactly how much money they have left by looking at their face when they do shit like this. Have a watch again to Joe Biden. Have a have a watch here.
4: I see the world from Scranton. I see the world from working class town.
0: Now that little bit there, that... And just for a very slight second, he corrected himself. It wasn't a gaff. It's not about the union line. It's not about that. It's not about the gaff. It's about he corrected himself and he showed visible frustration at himself that he couldn't get the words out without fucking it up. That was a moment where an old man is like, oh, 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 you know, angrily, I, I, I know the word I'm trying to say. Oh, what am I trying to say? It was a split second like that. He angrily lost patience with himself for not being able to get the words out the way he wanted to. And you think I'm being crazy, but what if we do it this way? What if we cut the speed down and then you'll see what I'm talking about? Have another look now.
4: I see the war from screen. I see this world from working-class towns all around this state. That's why Build Back Better plan that I'm going to do is we're going to, for the uh, first time in a long time, we're going to start rewarding work.
0: It's not good, is it? not good is it there was actually two I forgot when I watched the clip earlier there was actually two moments and the second one was worse than the first so here's the second one again for you in like regular speed how about that where he's like middle class and he, he visibly shakes his head and gets angry at himself
4: the better plan that I'm going to do is we're going to for the uh, first time
0: that there right there he closes his eyes, he bites his tongue, he turns his head. Th- those are all little signs of, like, self-disgust in that moment. You know what I mean? <clears throat> <sighs> and you know, I'm not normally one who's like, because I think it's bullshit. Like, uh, I think a lot of the, like, body language stuff that people do is so open to interpretation and it's seldom accurate. You know, it can be accurate. It depends that they're not always right. And I think when you slow somebody down to make them look like they're slurring their speech or whatever, that's not really fair either. I, so I, I am, I'm i on that side already. But that particular moment where he's, you, you can see he gets visibly frustrated with himself that he can't spit the words out the way he wants to. And that, that hit me in the face like a ton of bricks, man, when I saw it earlier. And I was like, oh, oh, that's nasty. One more time.
4: That's why Bill back better plan that I'm gonna do is we're gonna for the uh, first time. To-
0: it's it's not good. It's not good. So I mean, if he wins, how long is he even gonna last? Who knows? All right, from that to this, I I had Fox News on, which I I hardly ever do. Very, 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 very extremely rarely. I'm talking like maybe four or five times a year I'll flick Fox News on. But when I got home from work today, I had a little time to kill and I thought, oh, you know what? It's the day before election day. Let me see what these fuckers are talking about. And Tucker jumped on and I thought, this is one of the most uh, accurate things that I've heard any pundit say on any channel anywhere. Uh, Of course, it's Tucker Carlson. But this is, this is about as good as it gets. And I just thought I'd play this only a couple of minutes because it, it's 100% on the money as far as I'm concerned.
3: I mean, look, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I think if Biden does get elected, he has to and the rest of us have to face the reality that the Democrats he says he represents no longer exist. I mean, there aren't you know rural people, the ones that he did for so many years represent – are no longer Democrats. Go to any college town. It's, it's a you know, cluster of left-wing posters. Mm-hmm. Move out from the college town toward the impoverished areas. You will never see a Biden sign in front of a trailer in a rural area. This is a class conflict oh, more yeah. than anything else. Biden doesn't represent those people because they're no longer Democrats. So Once he beats Trump, if he does, He's kind of fulfilled his biological destiny at that point, and a lot of other constituencies in the Democratic Party are going to say the obvious, which is you don't represent us. Get off the stage. I think again, volatility could follow fairly soon after Joe Biden's election if he's elected, and that's
0: what he said about the working class. Like you know, we've been saying that on this show. Shout out to uh, at, uh, at real person PLTCS. My mic is going crazy tonight for some reason. Sorry. (gasps) Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll I'll see see you you in hell. Shout out to James R, the old comrade from Trust and Verify at Real Person PLTCS. You know, we used to talk about this three years ago on Trust and Verify or however long it was, you know, a long ago that we were doing that show. Was it 2018? I'm not sure. I can't remember now. That, like, my take has always been, even if, like, right, because people will say Donald Trump doesn't really care about the working class. He's only doing it to get elected. And I would say, yeah, but does, doesn't that prove something to you? Doesn't that show, you, doesn't that explain something? And they, you know, it depends on what kind of mindset the person has that you're talking to. If they're a committed, dyed-in-the-wool Democrat to the point where, and I've met, I've met you know, Democrats who are committed to the Democrat Party, but at least able to talk, like, you know, reasonably and rationally. About things, you know, Lucifer Sam's in the chat. He's a fine example. So I would say to them, yeah, but doesn't that represent something to you? And nine times out of 10, the answer that comes back is something along the lines of, yeah, it proves that he's a charlatan and a liar, and they're completely missing the point. Because the point is, let's just say you're right. Even if he's only saying it to get elected. Even if he's only saying it to get elected because it's purely cynical and he doesn't really care and it's, you know, he knows people will vote for him, why aren't you saying it? Right? So even if Donald Trump really doesn't care about the plight of, you know, wage earners and the working class, just him saying it is enough to win a fucking presidential election. That's what that means. What that means is for the past 30 or 40 years, the Democrats have slowly, slowly, and then very quickly taken themselves out of the discussion of the constituents they used to represent, that being the blue-collar workers, the middle class, the working class, right? They have removed themselves from that equation and they have instead wedded themselves to, you know, at least perception-wise in the public, you are either at the very top of the food chain, so we're talking about, you know, the the major financial centres of New York and LA, but uh, immigrants, minorities, and far-left ideologue, you know, university advoca- uh, activists. And that's it. And they have taken themselves out of the equation for the, 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 the workers, like the blue-collar workers, the rural people, and all of those things. They've removed, they don't want their vote. Because to them, you're the rednecks. Like, I couldn't believe my fucking ears after 2016. And I was listening to all of these Democrats boasting about, even after they lost, they were boasting after they lost how all of the most highly educated people were voting for them. Remember that? Remember how they used to laugh and say, all the uneducated people vote for Donald Trump. And I I thought, Jesus Christ, how dumb are these people? They they used to be your voters. The people without college educations, the tradesmen, the low-income earners. They used to be yours, and now you're just openly mocking them. Oh, you idiots. We have have all of the college-educated people. We have all of the smartest people. We have all of the richest people. Don't you want to be part of the club? I thought it was amazing to hear this come out of Democrats' mouths. And they haven't learned a goddamn thing in four years. But what he said there is 100% right. Rightly or wrongly, the Republicans have now become the party of the working, the cultural part of the, the party of the working class. And they just haven't realised it yet because the Republicans, you know, by and large, for the most part, especially the establishment types, they hate you as well. If you're working class, the Democrats now hate you and the Republicans hate you too. <laughs> Even though you won them, won them the White House four years ago, they still hate you.
3: I don't know if we're thinking that through.
5: Maybe just the last question for you. So the political realignment that we have
6: been living through kind of started in the 1990s. Do you think yes. it ends in 2020
5: or does it have a little bit more to go?
3: The leadership of the Republican Party needs to understand that they now represent wage earners in this country. Mm-hmm. This is the working man's party. It never has been. It now is. Tell me the last time you saw a Range Rover with a Trump sticker on it. No, it says resist on the back of every Range Rover. Every pickup truck says Donald Trump. Mm. Who are the people in the Range Rovers resisting? The guys who hang their drywall, who plumb their homes, who trim their trees. Again, the population has completely reoriented, but the parties, particularly the Republican Party, will not acknowledge it. They still think they represent Silicon Valley. Who hates them? (laughs) <laughs> so that's the change that I'm looking for. And sometimes, no matter what the result is, the Republicans need to figure out who their voters are.
7: Yeah.
0: Because Trump gets a lot of shit from people who call themselves pundits and stuff. There's, there's a reason he won the Blue Wall States in 2016. And there's, there's a number of reasons. But what you had in the Blue Wall States in 2016 was a whole bunch of people who are like middle class, working class, who not just like in their minds, they weren't just imagining it, they, were, they had legitimately become the lost children of politics. Because the Democrats that they used to vote for no longer gave a fuck what they think. In, th- in Worse than that, they consider them to be uneducated rednecks who are bigoted and wedded to this idea of American exceptionalism. That's what they think now. And they couldn't dream of voting for a Republican because the Republicans are the big end of town. That's the bosses. That's the shareholders. The the Republicans are the ones that fire them and makes it impossible for them to make their mortgage payments and stuff. So they're kind of stuck in the middle. Who the fuck, who represents us now? There's a reason that Donald Trump won those states in 2016. It's because all he had to do was mention their concerns and they were fucking lining up. They were lining up. And then upon learning this reality, what do the Democrats do? Instead of trying to reach out to these people who used to vote for them but no longer do, instead of trying to do that, they give them the finger and say, you dumb, uneducated racists. It's, it's incredible. That's how dumb they are. Now, amazingly, Biden has tried... At least he's tried to win them back. He, I don't know if he's done a very successful job or not, but he hasn't carried on like Hillary Clinton did in 2016, right? He's tried to say, oh, oh this, is about, this, is about, uh, this is about jobs and the economy and, uh, you know, people are struggling out there and we need more stimulus and I'm a union man and all of that kind of shit. That's what he's doing. He's, he's trying to effectively win those voters back to the Democrats. Whether he's successful or not, I'm not sure. I doubt it, but I'm I'm not a never... I'm a never-say-never never kind of a person, you know what I mean? So time will tell. And But just by him, you know, acting in that way, it proves that what I'm saying is accurate because otherwise he'd still be going, oh, all the, only the dumb people vote for that guy. Only the uneducated one. So there's that. Um um, here's something that we've spoken about on this show for a while. Have a listen to this.
5: Joining us now, David Plouffe, former senior advisor to President Obama, manager of the 2008 campaign, and James Carville, democratic strategist, co-host of the Politics War Room podcast. Thanks to both of you for being with us. The excitement of this election and the fear on both sides is palpable. David Plouffe, let's talk about the numbers. I want to start with this primer from Chuck Todd this morning on Today.
0: A primer? Don't you, don't you mean a <laughs> A primer? Don't you mean a primer? Where do they find these fucking people? (laughs) Are you telling me that you've been reading a teleprompter for 40 years and you call it a primer? (laughs) Come on, man. It's a primer. It's a primer. The good news for Joe Biden is he just needs one and it would hit him at 270. Arizona would give him 270. But let's say the president holds on to that. Florida would do it. But let's say the president holds on to that. Georgia would do it. All right, but maybe he holds on to that. And look what this does. This puts us right here. This is the nightmare.
2: Joe Biden does not want us. If this is what we're waiting for,
0: it's going to be a long month. I've been saying on this show for a while, Pennsylvania, 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 Pennsylvania. Because you know, I, I did a little uh, election map. It's on my timeline somewhere if you want to check it out. I used the ABC one to, you know, flip the states or whatever. I did it back in July. I'm standing by it at this point. I have Trump on 278, which means if he loses one of Pennsylvania, uh, Georgia, I think, Arizona, Florida, then he loses the White House. But Pennsylvania is particularly interesting because it swung so heavy. It swung like nine points to the Democrats in the midterms. He only just won it in 2016. And there's a lot of problems in Pennsylvania with like, you know, because I was, I was listening, to James. And again, thank you for the plug. Shout out to James R. at Real Person PLTCS. And like, if you've been watching both of us for any length of time, you'll know that he's far more optimistic just about life in general. In a way, I'm far more pessimistic. So I always take like the pessimistic angle to things. But that's why we get on so well, I think, because we, you know, we teach each other things, right? So I always take like the, you know, I'm I'm more programmed to take the pessimistic view of stuff. And there, there's there's a lot of issues in Pennsylvania, like the suburbs in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. You've also got the gerrymandering that's been taking place over the last three years. That's been contested often in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. You've got them trying to change rules about you can put votes in four days late. There's all kinds of shit happening in Pennsylvania. And the reality is in 2016, he only just won it. And in 2018, the Republicans got their asses handed to them. So, uh, you know, I, I... you can't afford to lose if you're only if you're only on 278 in my equation then you can't obviously you can't afford to lose 20 electoral college votes right because then it's game over so you know i said on the show last week tuesday night i'll be watching pennsylvania for me that will that will sort of decide where it goes from there if trump wins pennsylvania i think he's he's probably got it and if he loses pennsylvania i think he's probably going to lose that premier 17 tons of fuckery in pennsylvania lady of diamonds uh gypsy who's from pennsylvania our ag is already saying if he wins it's because there was fraud see what i mean and there's a reason i i think i heard the stat correctly earlier tonight <clears throat> i think i heard this correctly but i could be wrong so correct me if i'm wrong apparently a republican president has never won unless the republicans have won pennsylvania did you know that Apparently, apparently. I, I, it doesn't sound right to me, but that's what I heard. I was like, oh, really? Has that been always been the case that you have to win Pennsylvania if you're a Republican to win the White House? It's never happened otherwise? I'm not sure. But Pennsylvania is very important. But let's get, let's get back to the, the point of this conversation. We've been talking about this program, this soft programming that's been getting rolled out. We've played the clips on this show right? Week after week after week after week. Mark Zuckerberg, don't expect a result. We need to educate people to, uh, you know, we need to educate people to expect a result weeks later. You have corporate media copy being pumped out saying, essentially programming people to say, do not believe the results on election night. Ignore the results on election night. Whatever they say on election night, ignore it because it's not accurate. That's what you've been programmed with over the last two, three months minimum. Forget about the election night results. Trump's going to be a long way ahead and then he's going to lose because there's this thing called the blue shift and the blue shift always happens, you know, later in the vote. And then what's going to happen is Republicans are going to contest these results that come in days later and then they'll be accused of you know, not not going by the election, even though they've spent the last four years not uh, admitting defeat in an election, believe it or not. But so then if you can test the results that come in days and perhaps a week or two weeks later, you'll be the one that's accused of not accepting the results. And I, I expect, I almost expect, you know, a dozen states to tie up results in court for fucking two years. It would not surprise me at this point. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we're sitting here in 2022 at the next midterms talking about, well, the midterm vote is going to be complicated by the fact that all of these states still haven't decided on the 2020 result yet. You know what I mean? Oh, all of the the counting is in disarray because you've got the court cases still going on. I almost expect it to happen now just because I've been reading the subtext to the corporate media for the last few months and saying, this is what these people are angling for. This is what they're going for. This is what they want. Not a long night, not a long week, but a long month.
5: A month, so we're already out um, to a month. Pennsylvania does not count the, uh, the mail-in and you know the mail-in ballots.
0: God, where do they get these fucking dinosaurs? Jesus Christ. Can any of you get a single word out a single sentence without sounding like Joe Biden's mother who must be 120 god and they don't even uh, care uh, 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 uh. you're on international media christ look at look at this collection here sound persons they can't even talk they get paid to talk it's their it's literally your job you had one job one job
8: fuck a duck but a long month
5: and Pennsylvania does not count the uh, the mail in and you know the mail in oh, ballots and absentee ballots until uh, the polls close <laughs> fucking agonized! They
0: they must have like futons underneath the cameramen for when they just drop and fall asleep like narcolepsy. Yeah, Jim. Jim, can you go over to uh, camera five and wake up Andy? He's he's dropped out again. He's knocked out again. Yeah, I don't know. Get him a cup of get him a fucking cup of coffee or something. Would you the, the fucking camera's pointing at the ceiling?
5: Get it back on the witch on election day. So that's that's what we're talking about. Uh, this could be a very long time indeed. Uh, David Plouffe, first to you.
8: Well, it could be, Andrea. We'll see. I mean, you see with that map, Joe Biden has...
0: I'm sorry, but in principle, I cannot agree with the opinions of a man whose last name is Plouffe. I know they're calling him David Plouffe, but that's not better. I'm sorry, in principle, I refuse to listen to a man whose name is David Plouffe. So we're going to skip past you, Mr. Plouffe. That country club fucking name he was. Because <laughs> I want to hear Carvel, because Carvel's based.
5: Time, since Biden nailed the, the nomination, in fact, how has that changed, if at all? Because we see a really Hello, big advantage me. for the Democrats. I'm with your... Hello? Could you play my pinned tweet
0: clip? <laughs> one step too far. Could you play my pin tweet clip? All right. Well, I guess, you know, you, you know what? You pay the money. How about that? I'm in a good fucking mood. The world might end tomorrow. So why why don't we do just that? I mean, depends what it is, of course. I can't promise I'll play all of it. <laughs> I hope you're aware.
3: All right. One step too far. Go ahead real quick. You got a, a question here for the guest. Alex, <laughs> control.
8: Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a comment about uh, Corona. that's going to lead into my question for the guest oh also i did want to say that uh the mark mark random i was hearing that noise too and for a second i did think that your guest tonight was the infamous jeffrey Tubin from cnn just beating his (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but uh yeah uh will i think is he the caller that calls in about COVID a lot he's a Um,
0: reporter in el paso
8: yeah so it's also getting pretty bad in california like uh the cases are apparently going up a lot. I have a friend who actually just died uh, out in California. And uh, the interesting thing about it was
0: uh, it had no. If that's, if that's one step too far's voice, that's quite that's quite surprising because I expected you to be a little more, I don't know. I don't know. You sound very normal. <laughs> you sound very normal. You shouldn't. Because you're a very you're a very strange man. <laughs> you're a very strange man. So I didn't expect you to sound like a normal person that I would talk to in a bar or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking more supervillain. But maybe maybe like um maybe Will Ferrell's character in that animated movie where he calls school shul. I can't Mega Mind. Maybe that's what I was going for there. I'm not sure. All
8: right, come on. Nothing to do with Corona. It was Gavin Newsom and his cuck-ass backwards fucking restrictions. And my buddy decided to put a fucking gun in his mouth, even though he was making 6k, like 600k. Didn't care because the restrictions are so bad. I've had Corona back in March been donating blood plasma, O-positive. It's not that fucking bad. Everybody needs to stop being so fucking bitch-made about it. Don't get a goddamn fucking inoculation from Bill Gates. Don't let any doctor stick Amen. needles in your arm. Be it, men. Go out and get right. fucking right. corona. You'll get a No, don't, right
6: no
1: don't go get corona. <laughs> <Amen. Okay, questions laughs> oh, you, you
8: have a question. <laughs> very
6: quickly. Go ahead.
8: Yes, okay, so my question... <laughs>
0: Look at Ralph. He's... <laughs> Ralph's like, no, 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 no! Don't go tell don't tell people to go out and get corona on my show, man. Come on, man! <laughs> oh, he's rubbing his face. <laughs> no, no, he's no, no, no. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't go get corona. Do hey,
1: okay, you have question a question? No, Very don't get corona.
8: Yes. Okay. So my question is, if uh you know here in the midwest you know in uh in the wonderful state where i abide if uh they go batshit crazy and start doing Geb and newsome shit what kind of gun do you suggest no. i 3d print so i can put bullet <laughs> in my no, fucking mouth
0: in your own head okay oh Look, my god
3: oh, don't guess, do that I mean. by the way disavow what is wrong with yeah. these people larry what the fuck <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no i
4: mean
0: that's more like it <laughs> that's the one step too far i know all right, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. One step too far, ladies and gentlemen. He makes crazy videos on the internet that I barely understand. <laughs> How's that for a plug? He makes videos that I, never, I really don't get, but I laugh along anyway because he
5: makes me nervous.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's all right, I guess. <laughs> all right, let's carry on here.
5: Vote and the mail in. We don't know how many of those mail ins are going to be counted, how many are going to be thrown out in the different states, and we don't know how many might be stopped by court decisions to come. And the Republicans, by all counts, have a real advantage with Election Day voting.
4: First of all, we're going to know the win of this election by 10 o'clock
3: tomorrow night.
0: Bye. Hey! <laughs> Carvel's not Carvel's not going in with the bullshit. Carvel didn't get the let's drag it out memo. <laughs> Carvel didn't get the memo that said, you know what? What we need to do is avoid a repeat of last election when John Podesta, for God knows whatever reason, came out and addressed the crowd because I guess Hillary's too much of a fucking queen to do it herself. Came out and addressed the crowd and said, Don't everybody, don't panic. Don't panic. Uh, go home, sleep. Everything's gonna be okay. On the in the morning, this has been a carefully manicured message that the Democrats and their uh, surrogates in the media have been trying to manicure over the last you know three months. Like I said, James Carville, he's like he's a political strategist for the Democrats from the nineties. He's ancient, but it was different back then. <laughs> so he's completely skipped over all of that fucking hope porn and just gone straight to you, forget about all that shit. We're going to know who wins at 10 o'clock at night.
5: <laughs> Democrats with the early vote and the mail-in. We don't know how many of those mail-ins are going to be counted, how many are going to be she's thrown giving,
0: out. She's giving him the rundown. His job right now is supposed to be to agree with the uh, incoherent woman.
5: In the different states. And we don't know how many might be stopped by court decisions to come. And the
0: Republic- See, that's her, that's her getting ahead of the curve. That's her programming. Oh, the court decisions are going to come. We won't know the results. What about the mail-in? She's doing the media spiel. She's doing the media script. James didn't get the memo.
5: Americans, by all counts, have a real advantage with election day voting.
4: First of all, we're going to know the winner of this election by 10 o'clock tomorrow night.
0: (laughs) I love (laughs) him. He doesn't give a fuck. He's fantastic. <laughs> there should be, I wish there was more like him still around, but there aren't now. It's all gotten so backbitey and so uh, and so cringe and so virtue-signally and stuff. Carvel's one of the Carvel's one of the good ones. You don't have to agree with his politics, but God damn it, you have to you have to respect the way he goes about himself. You know what I mean? Fucking fantastic. All right, with that. Let's take a quick five-minute break. When we uh, come back, man, I've got so much to get through. I don't even know how I'm going to fucking squeeze it into an hour. Holy shit! Looking at these links I've got, we've we've barely even started tonight. So that's good, I guess. <laughs> we'll take a quick five-minute break, and when we return, uh, more of the Daily Boogie Podcast here on a Monday night. Stick around.
1: Oh, it's
3: I I hope your next hat is a bullet. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? You, with you? <laughs> Why you. You have to ruin my evening. Like I am just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it. No. Dude,
1: AJ,
2: uh, well, you secretly
0: enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. <laughs> I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, I I
3: come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
8: I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. I, wish
2: I, could. I know there ain't no rest for the wicked until
8: we
1: close our eyes for good.
3: Good self, UK Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening.
5: This Justin!
8: The global officials that can help all, also known as got you, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported.
4: All so right, all right. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake your all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm
8: gonna boogie it. Come on, everybody boogie bubba tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna
2: boogie it. Come on, everybody boogie bubba tonight. No one's
0: going to tell me how to boogie Come on, everybody, boogie boogie bumper tonight Coming back Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Remember, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show Then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player And of course, if you'd like to predict my election win, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Come on, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Goofy boots in the chat. Thank you for joining. All right. Just to follow up from what I was talking about in the first hour there. I mean, just have a look at some... We're not going to get through this because I have much more fun stuff I think I want to do on election eve, and we've only got like another hour or so to do it. But have a look at these things that I had prepared lined up here. Philadelphia expects... Uh, expects to need several days to count ballots. This is what I was talking about with the programming. Get ready for this. You know, I was making fun of that article because it deserved to be made fun of. The Democrat article, you know, oh, they remember what it was like in 2016. They don't want to be alone. It's so sad. It's so frightening. But if you want to talk about emotionally preparing for something, emotionally prepare for this because this is their big fucking enchilada. Uh, James Carville, to his credit, to his everlasting credit, is like, that's all bullshit. We'll know at 10 o'clock at night. Fucking God bless him. (laughs) Even even though he's a Democrat, fucking God bless the guy. Because he'll tell you what he really thinks, or at least the way he thinks it should be. But this is what the plan is. Philadelphia expects to need several days to count ballots. Philadelphia officials said Monday it will easily take several days to count the city's large number of mail-in ballots potentially delaying statewide election results from Pennsylvania that could decide a close election race. There is a reason that I'm watching Pennsylvania more than any other state. You know, and I'm probably not as emotionally invested in any particular result as, you know, my American brothers and sisters are Uh, rightly so, right? Because I'm not even an American, but just as a, you know, as a purely, you know, theoretical, uh, exercise in studying election campaigns which is how boring I am as a person. <laughs> how milk toast and vanilla I am as an individual. That's what I, I like to do for fun, believe it or not. <laughs> for fun. Obviously the drugs in this country are terrible. Uh, Mayor Jim Kenney and Commissioner Lisa Dealy noted in an open letter to city voters that counties in Pennsylvania can't start processing mail-in and absentee ballots until 7am on election day, guaranteeing there will be ballots left to count after election night, ladies and gentlemen. They said more than 400,000 mail-in ballots had been received so far in Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, the Commonwealth's most populous county where three quarters of registered voters are Democrats. Three quarters, huh? But that's not counting new registrations, though, so... This may determine the outcome in Philadelphia and in the Commonwealth as a whole, Kenny and Dealey said in their letter urging patience. Pennsylvania, which Trump won only by 44,000 votes in 2016, has the highest chance of any state of being the tipping point in the presidential race, according to 538. Here's another one. Trump sows doubt about vote counting in tense final days. Don't you love how to, exactly how we said it would play out is how it's playing out. Exactly how we said it would play out. So one side talks about don't expect an election result. We've got record numbers here. There aren't going to be any miracles. They even go so far as on CNN, Michael Smirk Cornish's show, uh, saying that do not believe the result on election night. Ignore the result on election night. It's going to take weeks before we know who wins it. And then at the same time, what do they do? They blame Trump for sowing, sowing doubt. <laughs> Trump sows doubt about vote in uh, counting in final tense days. Fears President will declare himself a winner prematurely amid ongoing legal challenges in some states. They haven't even got a legal challenge yet. They have not even started to consider a legal challenge yet. And they're already saying, this is what will happen. And see, this is called getting ahead of the story. Fears. There are fears that President Trump will declare himself a winner amid ongoing legal challenges in some states. That is, what they are saying there is, we are going to challenge everything and Donald Trump is going to say that he's a winner. So you better not believe him. You better not believe him, because this is what's going to happen, right? Biden responds to reports Trump will declare early victory, not going to steal this. See, if he declares himself the victor, And all of these states are saying, no, 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 no. You have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks for the results. We're going to count. We've still got ballots coming in. We've still got the mail-ins. We've still got things coming in. They're going to say he's trying to steal it again. Again. Right? And the Democrats and the corporate press are in lockstep on this. And I think, you know... I'm guilty of this myself from time to time. I'll be honest with you. I'm guilty of this myself from time to time. We always tend to apply, don't we, that like the most sinister, the most sophisticated, the most in-depth, you know, motivations to our opponents, right? You know, there'll be people saying, there'll be people sitting back saying now, like, this whole effort here is purely about, like, they want to destroy America and transform it into social. And they, they you know, they might even be right. I don't know. But what if it's a lot less than that? I, I heard a great line from somebody once, and I wish I could remember who said it because they deserve the credit. Most cover ups aren't an attempt to cover up criminality most cover-ups are an attempt to cover up incompetence. You know, they're trying to cover up their mistakes. They're not trying to cover up some grand scheme that worked perfectly. They're not trying to cover up, they're not trying to hide something that they pulled off. They're trying to hide something that they fucked up, right? And I think that there's like some timeless wisdom to that. What if the the last four, what if it's not about radical transformation what if it's not about you know sex dungeons what if it's not about international spy rings and criminals and stuff what if the last four years can be explained by a whole bunch of people had to eat a shit sandwich in 2016 and for their own sanity they need to do whatever it takes to make this reality that 2016 they're still right do you know what I mean So in 2016, a whole bunch of people in the corporate press and the Democrats have all got... We've all seen the videos, right? It'll never happen. Ha, ha, ha. That's so stupid. It's crazy. Donald Trump's a joke. Blah, 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 blah. Their careers, their their pride was hurt by that. You know what I mean? Their pride was... a, A big sword was taken to their ego and cut it in half. And in the mind of somebody like that, if they get rid of him now in 2020 through all the shit that's happened over the last four years it will be justified because to them it will prove to themselves that they were right all along, you know what I mean for them it's about pride, it's about restoring pride in themselves what if that's a what if that's a factor and then if that's a factor, then you have to consider the fact that when you talk about things like grand criminal conspiracies it's probably a lot too, uh, far too late for this, but when you talk about things like grand criminal conspiracies and super spies and all of that stuff maybe that's why it doesn't have an effect on them because maybe you're giving them far too much credit maybe you're assuming they're far more devious and intelligent and resourceful than they actually are Maybe for them, it's just about their pride was hurt and they need to do everything they can to destroy the person who hurt them. Just a thought. Just a thought. Because, you know, like humans are complex creatures. We have thoughts and feelings and dreams and emotions and all of that stuff. We are complex creatures, but not all of us are as complex as the others. Some of us are very, very simple and predictable and operate in binary code. Either good, bad, right, wrong, black, white. He hurt me, I hit him. They're cavemen. They're cavemen with access to a laptop. He hurt me, I feel bad, I hit him now in in article. I make bad man go away, I feel good again. Maybe that's all it is. Who knows? And maybe it doesn't get any better. Yeah, to steal a line from a to steal a line from a hackneyed Oscar-winning movie in the late 90s. What if this is as good as it gets? All right. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? A fun one for you. Some people question the Democrats' commitment to Kamala Harris, but those people have never met this person.
9: Hi, everybody.
0: Kamala Harris has won this woman's vote
2: in a very unique way. Cynthia Ann is having head-to-toe cosmetic surgery to look like the vice presidential candidate. (laughs)
0: Of all the people (laughs) Now, (laughs) if you cast your mind back to the start of the show Sound person, stop it (laughs) I told you it was a good one (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah Now cast your mind back to the start of the show When we talked about this article here Ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Conveniently They remember the heartbreak of 2016 And they don't want to spend this election night alone What if you could spend election night As Kamala Harris (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you take that opportunity Wouldn't you do that I think this is one of the people that we're talking about in this article. I think this is one of the people who is going way too far. (laughs) These people are fucking nuts. Nuts. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Uh, Kamala had surgery so so she wouldn't look like a camel. Kamal. Uh, You guys have probably never seen Kamal, have you? Do you know who... Press one in the chat if you know who Kamal is. Press two in the chat. I guarantee you Foggy knows who Kamal Kamal is and any other Aussies that are in the audience will know who Kamal is. But we're probably the only ones. Press one in the chat if you know Kamal. Press two in the chat if you don't. I will will show you Kamal. I voted for Trump in 2016 foggy nose 2s 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 So, Kamal was an Indian singer who was very popular here in this country. I don't know why, <laughs> but Kamal was an Indian singer who used to always go on this show called Hey Hey It's Saturday. So I will show you Kamal. Every Australian knows Kamal. <laughs> He's an Indian singer.
4: Took some medication that the crew left
6: lying around. Have you ever gone forty-eight hours without blinking? Yes, I have actually. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I'm going for the record of having the
0: biggest
1: willy.
0: I think that's a... That's Kamal. Whispering Kamal. Did he have a dress? No, that he was a cool motherfucker, man. He was super cool back in the day. All right, where where the hell were we? Oh, yeah, this crazy woman. All right, let's get back to it. Kamal, ladies and gentlemen.
9: Hi, everybody.
0: Kamala Harris has
2: won this woman's vote in a very unique way. Cynthia Ann is having head-to-toe cosmetic surgery to Cancer look screening. like the vice presidential candidate.
10: I know I won't look exactly like her, but I am inspired by her look. She's a tr- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am inspired by her looks. And see, this this goes to the point that I was making just a moment ago. What if they're not all devious super spies? (laughs) What if the base motivation for most people is not about some kind of criminal conspiracy? What if the base motivation for most people is, I know I won't look exactly like Kamala, but I like her. I mean, the, the, these people are out there, and they vote. So how do you get through to those people? That's what I'm interested in.
10: Trendsetter for a lot of women, especially yeah. women of color.
0: Especially. 32-year-old. Ex- especially is always a red flag to me. <laughs> when, when, I'm not. I'm not a grammar Nazi. I'm not a spelling Nazi. I'm not even a pronunciation Nazi. But especially, <laughs> I always go hello. <laughs> I think we're dealing with a plastic surgery candidate here.
2: Old Cynthia has been working on the front lines of the pandemic as a nursing Nurse. tech. Nurse! And like Senator Harris, she's biracial.
10: I am black and Indian and I'm proud of it.
0: <laughs> well, it's good enough, I guess. Close enough. Foggy in the chat, can we ask her a question? <laughs> Especially if you really want an answer. grabbing the belly on
2: national TV. It's a good look. But she can't get that Kamala look no matter how hard she tries.
10: She has like a nice.
0: (laughs) I I just try and try and try. You know, sometimes I'll go to bed just wishing that I wake up looking like Kamala. And every day I'm a little disappointed. Every day it gets harder, but I keep wishing. I just keep trying and trying and trying. Proud of it. But she can't
2: get that Kamala look no matter how hard she tries.
10: She has like a nice flat stomach. You can tell she's very toned by her legs, doesn't have any excess fat. Look at her eyes. Oh my goodness, I would love to have those eyes. And then-
0: I love you, America. I love you. (laughs) You're just the best. (laughs) Look, she's rubbing the place where the little Indian dot is supposed to go.
10: And then her nose is just nice and perfect.
0: On the day of the surgery. Nice and perfect. I want to see them butcher this chick. Houston Cosmetics. (laughs) Don't you? (laughs) That's always the motivation for me with these plastic surgery clips. Every plastic surgery clip I watch... There is a part of me that wants it to end up being When plastic surgeries go wrong You know it, 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 <laughs> Goofy boots 2007 with the diamond I could do her surgery for the price Of one bullet <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Jesus man Goofy boots,
2: ladies and gentlemen. He's here all week. Medic surgeon, Dr. Franklin Rose, begins by marking up Cynthia. He uses photos of Kamala Harris as a guide. Oh my God.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where did this guy get his medical license? No, I swear, sweetie, I'm a professional. Now, just hold the picture up next to your face, and we'll figure out which parts of your cheekbone we're gonna cut out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just hold, just okay, no, just hold Kamala's stomach next to your stomach, and then I'll tell you how much of your stomach we need to, uh, you know, metamorphosize. It's Victor Von Shroom he's just freaking eyeballing it (laughs) holy shit imagine imagine the money she's spending on this imagine writing a check for like 20 grand and say you know what can you make me look like Kamala yeah sure do you have a picture of her I don't care can you cut something out of a magazine for me Tell you what, cut something out of a magazine, we'll scotch tape it to your forehead, and I'll do my best. What do you think? Sharpen my scalpel, nurse. We've got a dream to make come true. Fuck me. Ducks Reginus with a diamond. Good to see you, Ducks Reginus. Heck yeah, baby. I got tools and we can tube it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I saw something on YouTube about this once. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Dr. Nick (laughs) Riviera. The red thing's connected to the white thing. The white thing's connected to my (laughs) wristwatch. Dr. Riviera, Dr. Nick Riviera, please report to the coroner immediately. The coroner? I'm so sick of that guy. (laughs)
7: Kamala is quite curvy, pretty skinny, so we're going to lipo in through here. Kamala has nice high cheekbones, so we're going to get her high cheekbones, high cheekbones. Cynthia will undergo
2: a staggering 12 procedures. Liposuction on her hips, her outer thighs, inner thighs, and buttocks.
0: I'll tell you this Cabaret Cabaret Xena chat Know what's more sexy Than looking like Kamala Confidence I'll give you this Kamala looks way younger Than she is So she's like 52 or something She's a very very good 52 I know most people Won't be honest about this Because you know She's a democrat And she's satan And all that stuff Fair enough But she was pretty Fucking good looking When she was younger And she's not ugly now I don't think she's ugly I mean, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend people get plastic surgery to look like her, especially I want to look like a 52-year-old politician. She, this this woman is like at least 20 years younger. <laughs> she wants to look like a 52-year-old politician.
2: A tummy tuck abdominal plasty, muscle repair A breast augmentation Liposuction on her cheeks and neck Upper lower eyelid lift What does this cost?
0: You know, I'm sick of people telling me minorities don't have money (laughs) How many Walmarts would you have to loot to pay for this? Oh, come come on now, that's not fair That's not fair That's not fair, don't be horrible Horrible people, all of you. Liquid
2: rhinoplasty, Botox, and cheek fillers. Woo! You were there as Cynthia is wheeled into the OR.
10: I'm very excited. I can't wait.
2: Dr. Rose begins with lipo.
7: So now what we've created is a very well-defined hip, and then of course... All right, take it easy, (laughs)
0: perv. Kitty B in the chat. I bet Inside Edition paid for this. This woman does not look like she has money. Of course not. Every time you see her, she's only wearing underwear. She has no clothes. She cannot afford.
7: In a Kamala Harris evening gown.
0: Cynthia is
2: getting C cup breast implants.
7: Kamala Unlike Kamala, our patient has had uh, babies, so we're going to get that tummy nice and flat. Before he starts.
0: Did he just say, unlike Kalama, our patient has had babies? (laughs) I'm surprised he hasn't been fired yet for being a bigot. (laughs) But it's true, she never had babies. You're not supposed to say it, you sexist monster. I don't think I want this sexist monster cutting into my breasts and vagina area
2: on the face, Dr. Rose takes a quick look at Kamala's photo.
0: take a quick look. Take a quick look at the photo. (laughs) He's halfway through like he's halfway through cutting into her face and he's like, hmm, hang on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on a minute. I'm just going to check the picture again. Oh, 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 that muscle is supposed to go the other way. Ah. Yeah, take a quick gander. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on the right track here. <laughs> I mean, we're we're ballparking it. We're ball. We're in there. We're, we're in the rough vicinity of Kamala. Fuck. Money well spent, huh?
7: And then you can see how high these cheeks are.
0: I'm, it's a fuck. This has got to be a joke, doesn't it? Honestly. To figure out that he's going the right way? He quickly has a quick look at a picture of Kamala? Uh, what the fuck am I watching here? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> People are... Biz- Think of how many times have you heard in the last month, trust the scientists. How many times have you heard that? Oh, you got to trust the science. We trust the science. We trust the scientists. This is what happens when you trust the scientists. You trust the scientists and they're like, yeah, before I cut the other half of her face off, maybe I should check that picture she brought in, cut out from a fucking magazine. Oh no, I've got it up on the wall over here. It's over it. Look, I've got backlighting on it. I mean, it's a good quality. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me the magic marker. Okay, we're going to cut this off. We're going to suck that in. We're going to pump that up. We're going to insert this here. And uh, did you bring that picture along, sweetie? Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Looks good to me. Wow. He's getting
2: C cup breast implants.
7: Kamala. Unlike Kamala, our patient has had uh, babies, so we're going to get that tummy nice and flat.
2: Before he starts on the face, Dr. Rose takes a quick look at Kamala's photo.
0: Can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Unbelievable. And then you can see how. I'd be at this point. I'd be like, Are you even a
7: fucking doctor, bro? How high these cheeks are.
2: Then he contours Cynthia's face and neck, then tightens her eyelids.
7: All this excess tissue makes the patient appear a little bit more aged. So now we'll get these open and sparkly.
2: After seven hours, a bandaged Cynthia is wheeled out of the OR. A socially distant Texas crowd of Cynthia's family and friends await her big reveal.
0: And and not one of them had, to br- had the bravery. Not one of them had the fucking bravery to stand her there and slap her in the face when she, thir- when she first cooked up this fucking scheme and say, Cynthia, what the hell is wrong with you? Cynthia, why don't you just fucking get laid? How about that? Not one of them had the, not one of them had the gall. Look at this little, they're making a little presentation. They're serving champagne. Now, I've I've been very unlucky in some ways in my life and very lucky in some ways in my life, right? No one's ever 100% lucky. So I'm not saying it's anything weird or anything like that, anything different. But I've been very lucky in my life to have friends who would genuinely say to me, Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the hell are you doing? Dude, this is not a good idea, right? God, I I pity people that don't have friends who will tell them the truth. Because that's not being a friend. letting your friend go under the knife and get fucking butchered to look like a 52-year-old politician when the fucking surgeon is using a magazine printout as his guide for how you're going to look for the rest of your life. A good friend would be there to stop you from doing it. A good friend would chain you in your apartment to make sure that you don't make the appointment. Not these friends, though. Oh, good for you. You're so brave. Fuck, man. When did we get to a point when we decided that telling people the truth is what a friend doesn't do? You know what I mean? If your friends can't handle you telling the truth, then they're not your friends. (laughs) And it, It speaks to the political thing, too. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure I'm not alone here. I've lost I've lost a few friends over politics, but it was never my call. You know, I've had people that have walked away and said, fuck this guy, fuck him, I hate him. Yeah, I could have been friends for years, and it's it's because of politics, right? I can't stand his politics. Fuck him, I hate him. Okay. It was never I never I never pulled that trigger. And there's a great saying If you can't argue with your friends about politics, you either need new politics or new friends. Yeah, My politics has never stopped me being friends with anybody. Anybody. Yeah, I I have friends who are like Doc Martin boot-wearing, pink hair-dyed, thick-rimmed glasses SJWs. I never, never stopped me being their friend because politics is over here. They're still the kind of person that will, you know, come out in the middle of the night and pick you up if you need a lift. Right. And I would do the same for them. And we'd argue about, you know, why their ideology is rubbish and why I'm right about everything. (laughs) But you can still be friends after the fact. And that's what being a... Fr- you got to be honest. you got to be able to tell the truth to your friends. you got to tell them when they're being an ass hat. And this here, I feel sorry for this woman. I really do. She's forked over... She's forked over God knows how much money. She's forked over God knows how much money to people who, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who don't have the fucking audacity to tell her that she's butchering her life away.
10: Everybody welcome Cynthia Ann.
2: Woo! Two weeks later, Cynthia.
0: Does Kamala Harris have braces? She looks nothing like Kamala Harris. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right. One last item for tonight before we go. In preparation for the election tomorrow, I'll be watching. You know what? I may I may do a stream tomorrow. If I do, it'll be at 6 o'clock. And then you've got uh, winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, Phil D'Angelo, will be streaming from 8 p.m. tomorrow. So if you want to give Phil a follow, check out his show tomorrow. He'll be doing election night coverage as the results come in. If I do something tomorrow night, it'll be before that, not while Phil's doing his thing so but i can't i can't commit right now so how about one more thing before we go for tonight ladies and gentlemen on that theme what if everyone around you disagrees with your politics
9: political bubbles i do feel like i live in a
2: political bubble it's become safer to retreat into our own bubbles.
6: you're probably familiar with the term
2: surrounded by people who share the same political outlook especially our social
6: media fields but what if you're the odd one out? Is there an escape? I definitely am a minority in terms of political views here. People.
0: Start- ooh, careful, kid. <laughs> this kid. Is there an escape? This kid is- I, definitely- I definitely am a minority in terms of political views. Ooh, ooh nice save. <laughs> nice save, Mister Strawberry Blonde Blue Blue-eyed. Uh, obviously in an affluent upper middle class area with your two story home and your fresh paint. You know, I'm a mon- I'm a minority here. If you think about it,
6: I am a minority in terms of political views here. People okay. started
9: finding my TikTok for
6: these teens. Actually,
9: yes. Ayo, hey, California check. Hey,
6: I just make a TikTok about it and. Uh, <laughs> I'd say that's a fairly safe way
0: of coping with it. This is the reason I think, you know, if you want another black pill before we go, here's the reason why you see fucking Joey B, Joe Biden, doing little chats with Cardi B, Joey B and Cardi B and all of that shit. This is why you see like the appeal to like the base, the bait, not the based, uh, the base like mindset of the adolescent. You know what I mean? The Democrats know that demographically they're in front. You might not like fucking hearing this, but I've got to be honest with you. So between I've I've said this before between 2016 and 2020 they estimate that around six million old uh, uh, pardon me around yeah around six million older voters will die, and most of those voters vote Republican to be replaced with 10 million younger voters who will uh, by and large vote Democrat. Now that equation is only going to intensify over the next say. 12 to 20 years, right? You currently have in the United States the group after the ones who just turned of vote, who just became of voting age, the group after that are the first majority minority youth population in the history of the United States. So in 2024, this is what demographers are predicting. In 2024, they think it will be the biggest youth vote in American history, that being like, say, let's say between 18 and 30 or 18 and 35 or whatever it is. And that youth vote will also be majority non-white for the first time ever. So it'll be like 60% non-whites. And, you know, most of them are going to be voting Democrat. Now, Ducks Regioner says the Zoomers are way more conservative than you realize. Yes, but in a way, right? Because I remember that study when it came out. So the Zoomers are more conservative in in their views, but they're still only like 25 to 30% of that total generation. You know what I mean? They're still a minority in that age group. So when they said, when, because I remember the study, the headline was, it was in Breitbart and all the other ones, the headline was... Uh, the, the generation is more conservative than World War II. Yes, in a way. More conservative in their views, perhaps, but they're still outnumbered. And there may be more of them as a group in that particular age bracket. But in order for that to become a critical mass and in order for that to have any kind of effect in terms of voting trends, it has to be doubled and doubled and doubled for like that generation and the next generation and the next generation because that's what's happening in the opposite direction right now. So there's a there's a reason like you know some people are very good at planning ahead for stuff. There's a reason that they're all like there's a reason that David Hogg was t- trotted out as you know the voice of the youth and stuff. Even though you you know, you you're cynical about it and you don't like it, that's fair enough. I understand. I understand I agree with you. But, you know, two million followers and that that it all counts into like their grander strategy of things. Cause they know in twenty twenty four, uh, the youth vote is going to be very important. They're already getting them riled up. They're already getting them agitated. They're already getting them to the point where, like, social to get 150,000 followers on Instagram talking about politics as a 15-year-old is nothing. To talk about, you know, racists and all that kind of stuff. It it there's a there's a program at play here.
6: This is Paul. He's a liberal 15-year-old living in South Carolina. He's, of course, too young to vote, but that's not stopping him from sharing his opinions. South Carolina is majority conservative, of course, and generally speaking, it's no different where I live. I interact with Trump supporters on a daily basis. Give me Thank news. Now, when you're stuck here, it's just something you have to deal with and it's something you have to innovate. Excuse me, do you know how to get to town?
0: Now with the- I knew there was a reason I never downloaded TikTok. 130,000 followers, I get DMs
6: from kids in my school on the daily. If I'm ever very frustrated about a conversation I had with a Trump supporter or a pro-life uh, evolution denier Christian fundamentalists.
0: I love this because whenever I meet a young person who's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, And saying, like, a lot of the things that I used to say when I was around a similar age, you know, that nihilist, um, Darwinist kind of way of viewing the world. I'd say, okay, that's great. So you believe uh, in the theory of evolution? And be like, yeah, yeah, of course. What are you, some kind of Christian or something? He's like, yeah, whatever. So you believe in the theory of evolution, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, why should we keep the uh, disabled alive then? You watch them you watch them <laughs> you watch these poor kids you watch these poor kids somersault backwards through the eight stages of hell or however many stages there is oh, okay you believe in the theory of evolution yes i do very strongly you believe that it's scientific fact yes i do good why should we keep disabled people alive um you watch them God bless God bless their innocent little hearts. Or anyone past 60. In fact, why don't the strongest people just wipe out all of the people who aren't as strong as them? Evolution, baby. Only the strong survive. If only the strong survive, then why are the strong wasting all their time keeping the not-so-strong alive? If you believe in evolution, son. They have no answer because they're young and stupid. That's why they have 150,000 followers.
6: I don't yell at them. I don't call them mean names or I just make a TikTok about it. Right away, right away, on. Meanwhile, on the other side of the country.
0: Okay, so now here's the other side of the country. Now, to be fair to the BBC, The BBC picked um, a male to be the liberal and a female to be the Trump supporter. (laughs) To be fair to the BBC. So let's see what, uh, what's her name? Kaylee, Kayla, whatever her name is. Let's see what her experience is like in California.
6: Kaylee finds herself in a liberal bubble.
0: Her TikToks are already far cuter, they're already far more adorable.
9: A lot of the people who are more right-leaning tend to not vocalise their views as much because it's not the popular opinion in the area
0: that we live in, in San Diego.
6: As a conservative gun-owning Trump supporter in California...
0: They had to put gun-owning in there, didn't they? She's she's practically a murderer. I mean, she's practi- she's she's Basically, if she was still in school, we'd say that she's a school shooter, but luckily for us, she's an uneducated Trump supporter. So she never went to university. And, and we hate the uneducated people.
6: Kaylee Kaylee has used TikTok to learn more about politics and express her
0: own political views. You know you got everybody looking. Ah, goofy boots in the chat. She's haggard looking. What are you talking about? She's cute. She's adorable. When you start talking
9: about politics and you don't have... The popular opinion, there is going to be people who disagree with you. People would say that they were going to find me and rape me. They hope I was raped. And then they said they're going to find where I live.
0: They hope I was raped. So you've you've got the liberal kid on one side saying, I'm a minority. (laughs) And you've got this girl saying, yeah, you know, sometimes I don't like telling people I'm a Trump supporter because when I do, they threaten to rape me. But she is a gun owner, though. She's a, she's a gun owner, so, you know, she kind of had it coming, you know. <laughs> I mean, you want to rape everybody with your gun, don't you? You awful gun owner, you.
9: People found out where I worked and it got brought into my workplace and it was a lot. So she went back and looked at some of her earlier TikToks and decided to change her tone. Listen to this put myself in the other, on the other side's shoes and if I were watching that, I wouldn't want to talk with that person either. I started making videos that were saying what I believed and then having conversations with people in the comments, found that there was a lot more unity. And-
0: See, this is what they're doing though. Right? So the guy, the guy who's a liberal in South Carolina. His combativeness, his aggressiveness is applauded. Good for you, good for you, standing up for what you believe in, right? Good for you, young man. You're brave. You're a minority politically. <laughs> but her, she she needs to come to us. Like we're the progressives here in this conversation, right? We see the progressive boy in South Carolina, good for him. He's got 130,000 followers. He's combative. He doesn't give a fuck. He goes after it. He doesn't care. He gives the finger to the establishment. He's a rebel. But for her, it's like, no, no, no. You need to tell people how you started being less, you know, less out there. You need to start telling people, tell tell our audience how you started to make friends. Tell Tell our audience how you're not combative anymore. You're not aggressive anymore. You know, you were getting rape threats, but that's only because, you know, you were too extreme on your TikTok channel, obviously. (laughs) So you started saying, you know, nice. You started being nicer. You started being nice to people. You started to operate within yourself. You had to find a way to manage, didn't you? Exactly. Thank you. Minister of Fun Kimmy. Public shaming scores again. Is she being mansplained to? Yes.
9: And more of an understanding, and kind of bridged a gap. We learned things that we didn't know about certain topics that we talk about, whether it was like gun control or.
0: See, I needed, I need to, I needed to bridge the gap. I needed to build levels of understanding. It's her, it, it's her responsibility to reach out to us. Whereas, if we have like a young progressive on the other side of the country, it's his responsibility to teach them. Right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's. I I, I swear I could have gone for another fucking two hours because I've got so much stuff here. Suburban women voters are leaving Trump. The Oscars. I've got a bunch of stuff. So if, if we come back tomorrow night, um, I might save a couple of those for tomorrow night plus any new information that we get our hands on. Uh, for the election show. But thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. <clears throat> become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to wave your finger at me and tell me to be a little more respectful, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Bumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, uh, winning TV, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, At Real Person, PLTCS, JJ Stoner, The Sunday Night Shit Show, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Why of Kimmy, UK Neil, Iceman4433, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, and anyone else I might have forgotten. Uh, until tomorrow night, and if not tomorrow, then Wednesday night, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.